Welcome to Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's Guide to U.S. Real Estate, a podcast for international investors and real estate entrepreneurs looking to break into the U.S. market. G'day, g'day, Reed Goosens here, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's Guide to U.S. Real Estate. I hope you're having a great day. Thanks for dropping by and tuning in and continuing to grow your investing knowledge of U.S. real estate. Each week, we come to you live from Los Angeles, California, talking about all things related to U.S. real estate investing and how you too can successfully break into the U.S. market as an international investor, just like I did. Each episode, we'll be interviewing industry leaders, real estate entrepreneurs, and good old-fashioned go-getters who can help provide you the tools to start successfully investing in the U.S. So let's get into today's show. podcast is focused towards providing real-life investing information, facts, and guidance based on my experience as an international investor here in the U.S. One of the first things I learned when I first moved to the U.S. was that to be a successful investor, you can't do it by yourself. You need a cracking team around you to help support and guide you towards your investing goals. So with that being said, we have a sensational show for you today, and my guest not only is a very successful real estate entrepreneur, but he's also the author of the book, Real Estate is a Team Sport, The Nine Players You Need to Profit. So who better to have on the show talking about how to develop your A-team than Mr. John Carney. G'day, John. Welcome to the show. Great to have you in the hot seat. How you doing, Reed? Thanks a lot for having me on your show. Uh, hopefully, uh can provide some insight and knowledge for your audience and congratulations for getting this podcast up and running. I know it's a lot of hard work, so well done, my friend. Thanks, buddy. Thanks very much. And for those listeners out there, John is actually an American who moved down under for love back in 2009, and he currently resides in Geelong, Victoria. John is also the founder of AmericanPropertySource.com.au, which specializes in helping international investors get started investing in the U.S. market. John is also a mentor and he delivers his five-step method to real estate investors who want to get into the game or those who want to learn a little bit more about how to play the investing game better. John, you definitely are the right guy to have on the show talking about how to build a successful team. And I've actually been really looking forward to interviewing you for some time now. But before we jump into it, can you tell the listeners something that most people might not know about you unrelated to real estate investing? Sure. Look, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, Reed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and went to uh, Miami University. And after school, I left and moved west to Colorado. And um, after living in the mountains for a couple of years in Vail, Colorado, I was encouraged by some of my friends there to try out for the Vail Ski Patrol, uh, which is by far to date the most difficult interview process I've been through. But I was accepted in from 2000 to 2009. I worked during the winter as a professional ski patroller on Vail Mountain. So uh, with that experience, not a whole lot that phases me. Wow, that's incredible. Did you have to do any sort of medical training before you interview, uh, interviewed for that job? We train everybody uh, on the job, but the program, I think it's called Outdoor Emergency Care, or at least that's what we did. We're, we're sort of a step below EMTs, uh, EMTs in the United States, you know, might work for a, a fire department or an ambulance service. So you learn a lot on the job, but we do have, you know, CPR, uh, first responder CPR training. And initially you have some, uh, the OEC certificate. So there's a lot of training that goes into that. You know, we have doctors that we work under their license and there's always ongoing training. And then 
after a couple of years, you get into the fun stuff, right? You know, the avalanche control and backcountry rescue. But it, it's because you're only working from November to April, it takes two or three seasons for a competent uh, patroller to gain the skills to, to really be able to do everything. Fantastic, mate. I will have to t- we'll have to go skiing sometime because I'm an avid skier myself. I've never skied Vale, but I will, de- will definitely one day. I think you have to take me and show me some of that backcountry. <laughs> but John, in the intro, I mentioned that you've written a book. You're a successful real estate entrepreneur and an investor. But before we dive into the juicy stuff, can you give the listeners a little bit more in-depth look at your background and how you started successfully investing in the US and really what motivated you to take action and start your own real estate investing firm? Absolutely. Look, I was very fortunate, Reed. Real estate is the family business back in Ohio or a big part of our family business. And so I suppose I represent the third generation. Uh, my father and his brother look after a lot of, of assets that were developed by his father and uncle. So this was something that I grew up with at the kitchen table. Um, I was encouraged to learn and um, I, I learned it. I suppose my very first job when I was 14, 15, 16 in the summers, I, I would work in the maintenance shed at my grandfather's commercial shopping center. And we looked after a couple different properties and that was all the glamorous work, man, picking up cigarette butts in the morning and filling uh, potholes with asphalt and doing a lot of painting and a lot of rubbish removal. But that, that was my indoctrination uh, in university when I was in college over the summer and a few winters, I worked on uh, commercial projects in the labor, the local labor 310 in Cleveland. I carried bricks and did demo work and did all sorts of of stuff, sort of giving me insight into what goes on outside of the boardroom. Fantastic. That's uh, that's incredible. So you really cut your teeth on the the job site. I love it. I did a bit myself growing up, tying a bit of rebar and digging a few holes. It uh, definitely helps and puts it in perspective. So, John, I'm not going to hold out any longer. Let's get into the nuts and bolts of your book, Real Estate is a Team Sport, the nine players you need to profit, and really the principles behind that. You talk a little bit in your book about building relationships, and I guess you know this is true to any business, but can you explain to the listeners why it's so vital to your success as a real estate entrepreneur to build solid quality relationships? Absolutely. Well, a lot of this, before I moved to Melbourne in uh, 2009, I had been investing in real estate in the United States, and I'd done a few projects um, in Indonesia. And that started in 2002. So Mm -hmm. uh, from those experiences, what was working well was when I was running my projects past mentors and head partners that were, um, you know, also real estate investors. And then what I found out was when I I was given this roadmap, you know, build your team in a new market first. And then, of course, when you're in your late 20s, you don't always listen to what you're told. And and when I made some, some shortcuts, you know, that came back quickly to, to bite me. And there's no lessons um, in life that uh, you, you learn quickly from than the ones that put a financial sting on you. So my approach when I moved to Australia in 2009, the opportunity for Australians to invest in the U.S., I wanted to tap in and stay connected with my, my network. And so I put together America Property Source and was able to do that. But before we did our first deal, Reed, I set up my team, you know, one in Phoenix, one in Cleveland, and we started growing our systems before, you know, I knew what steps someone would need, you know, a limited liability company, uh, a bank account, 
good property management, good agents that can source properties that were investors themselves, insurance brokers that could work with foreign investors. You know, that there's a few hurdles, which I'm sure you're familiar with, but Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, we learned as we went, but we were quickly able to always revise our systems and improve uh, to deliver a great service. So our clients are busy professionals and I want their experience to be seamless. That all comes down to the team. And I consider everybody that works on the other side of the pond just as important as anyone who's in our office here in Australia. Right, right. And you also talk a little bit about your financial education and how how as important is it to you when you're first starting out in real estate investing to invest in your financial education and I guess to continue investing in it as you get more versed with real estate investment. There's this quote that I really like from uh, Grant Cardone. You can make money by accident, but you can't become wealthy by accident. And that resonates with me because I do see it. If you earn a lot of money or you get in some good investments, it's really, I was taught from a young age that you, you don't go into debt that, you know, like credit card debt, you don't buy cars that you can't afford, you know, you reinvest your dividends, so to speak. And so that was, you you save your money. My grandparents, I spent a lot of time with my mom's mother who lived through the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a Bulgarian immigrant to the United States. She moved over when she was 20, didn't speak English, but ended up becoming a real estate investor in Cleveland and in, in owning apartment buildings. And in, a, in the days when everything was done with cash, she, she was able to pass those lessons on to me um, when I was young. So simple math required for you know, multiplication and division. That's that's real estate math. And then um, don't spend more than you earn because you want to have money set aside. Now it's about access to more money when those opportunities come your way. Yep. That's great, mate. That's a huge importance. You know, I love what you went into about not living outside of your means and, and saving that money, but um, also understanding the power of leverage. Great stuff. So, John, can you walk us through, you alluded to a little bit before in the intro, what team members are needed to be successful in real estate investing? Look, if you are a uh, an investor, whether you're in an Australian living in Australia or in an Australian looking at the U.S., you need to start your your team with the financial minders that keep you accountable, like an accountant. As Australia, as your Australian listeners will know, you know property accounting is is critical over here. The, the price of real estate is is more expensive than in America, but in both of Australia and America, Reed, you're investing for, I look at it in three different reasons, uh, cash flow, capital growth, and legitimate tax advantage, right? right. And you have to educate yourself through the right accountant. And accountants aren't all created equal. They just aren't. So you need to find someone that has enthusiastic about real estate as you are. When you go offshore, the same rule applies. You're going to have to, unfortunately, have two accountants. You're going to want them to both be experts in their states and their markets. So that's the foundation I built upon. Just the abridged version, you need to have like a buyer's agent or a source of real estate that's been doing this for some time, in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm a firm believer in I'm not going to ask somebody to do something unless I'm prepared to do it or I've done it. The old 
if everyone's jumping off a bridge, I might jump off the bridge, but I won't ask you to do it until I do it first. So <laughs> that, that is, you know, I'll test the water. But that is the philosophy. So you start with an accountant, you know, in any country, you're going to have title work, which is tricky and different. So you've got to have a, you know, in Australia, you have a conveyancer in America, you need to find a title agent. Because that's a relationship where you start building portfolios and they uncover something at the at the final hour and there's money on the line. You, you want it corrected or you want out. That's an important person to have. Source of funds, right? A lender that understands your vision and your goals and has experience working with investors. Preferably someone who's done a few deals himself. And then, you know, so on and so forth. Property managers are important. And then the person who's bringing the deal to the table should have experience, in my opinion, playing the real estate game. Right. Then after that, you look to growing. Everyone starts with deal number one. All of us do. And you look to growing and, and finding good partners that have skill sets that you don't have, that, that have the same vision, that, that align with you morally. You know, you have the same vision and the same ethics. Those are people that take time to find, but. You know, they're going to be critical to growth and having that mentor that you can call on or someone who's been there and done that, that is available when you get stuck or you're facing an obstacle, it, that that's also very important. So, I mean, that is the team in a nutshell mm -hmm. that I feel everybody has to assemble before you, you go out and get 10 properties. Don't do that first. <laughs> so just to recap, it's, it's a good uh, real estate accountant financing to find the money you need someone with experience potentially a partner or someone who is boots on the ground and your final one is a mentor so you sort of have four to five members in your team that you can rely upon um oh, I, I think i forgot to throw in there a lawyer as well for legal legal advice but really in a nutshell there's sort of five to six players in your team that you need around you and, and john whether you're investing in your backyard or halfway across the world your, your team doesn't change correct Hey guys, I just want to take a second to share with you our latest multifamily investment opportunity, the Broadwater at Salado Creek, located in San Antonio, Texas, the market where we've got the most experience in. Now, rapid fire, here are the reasons why we love this deal. It's got fantastic investor returns. We are projecting around 20% annualized investor returns for those people who choose to invest in this deal. The second thing is that all the 176 units are in classic condition, which means we can come in, use our renovation program and push rents even higher. Thirdly, is that multifamily Family pricing for properties have fallen more today than they did during the 2008 global financial crisis. This could very well be the best time in the commercial real estate cycle to pick up cheap deals. Now, if you're interested, click in the description or reach out to me directly at read at rsnpropertygroup.com. Now let's get back into the episode. No, it, it applies anywhere. I mean, if, if you're in Hong Kong or in London or in Sydney or in Los Angeles, these are the people that you need to surround yourself with and, and, and there'll be experts in that area. The only thing I can think of that changes is the name we use for title agent conveyancer. Other than that, it's, it's a global, you know, I'm drawing on being invested in three different countries over the last 10 years. And, right. and so that's, that's where I came up with the list. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm a big believer in taking action steps and you can learn as much as you want uh, from successful people like yourself and you can lead a horse to water. But at, the, at some point, you actually have to take action on your own. What, John, what are the action steps can international investors take to help them out there get started investing and purchasing U.S. real estate? 
So I've worked, I've, I've had thousands of conversations with Australian investors and, and over the five years that America Property Source has been trading and, and the action takers, there, I suppose it's a, a bit of hesitation or fear. And that, that really stems from maybe not trusting in the system that, that's happening in the U.S. or just, you know, the fear of loss of money. I'm not an expert in how people overcome that. So I like to provide a lot of education and a lot of references and testimonials from clients and, and make other people who've worked with me available to anyone that has questions. Uh, but I agree with you 100%. You can't, you can't sit on the fence. I'm a big proponent to a degree in the whole ready, fire, aim. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, there's a smart way to do it. If, if you and so you fall back to the team approach. If you've got an accountant, or you know, you're building a relationship with a good real estate agent in America that sources these properties, or someone that's put deals together. You know, you're, you're talking. I, I know that you've done a multifamily syndication, right? You didn't just do it on your own. You did. It, you did it with the guidance and the help of people who've been doing that before. You've right. gotta, you've gotta look at the relationship you're building with people, and 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 hope for the best. Meaning that you've got to test it. Right. You're not gonna know until you jump in. Don't test something. You know, I also like swinging for the fences, but it, you've you've got to get into something. You've got to take action. Right. Absolutely, 100% agree with you that you have to take action. But there's a there's a smart way to do it. So, you know. The principle read is build a team of people. So if you have a question, you can ask your accountant, you can ask this real estate agent, you can ask the property manager. You're not going to know unless you have people around different people who have different opinions. And then it's your job to kind of make the decision and run with the law. Mate, that's great. Can you, and this sort of gives us a bit of a segue into explaining a little bit more about how American Property Source helps international investors, in particular Aussie investors, invest in US real estate. Do you want to go elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, when we first started out, we were a fully licensed estate agency in Victoria. And what I've learned over five years, I was able to really put together, um, starting with building a good system so that we can be efficient in how we process a transaction to developing a five-step method. And and I'll just kind of go into that. You know, this is an investment vehicle, right? And so... If you're comfortable, when you get comfortable, that it's just like buying shares. And to be perfectly honest, you might buy shares in Qantas, and then you know who knows what's going to happen. But uh, with with bricks and mortars in the United States, especially at, at this time, you know the end of 2015, if you buy right and you've got you know the asset is right for you, you'll do well. I start by wanting to hear people's story. Most Mm -hmm. of our clients come through referrals. Some people find us online. They subscribe to our newsletter, and then we contact them that way. Right. But it's always about figuring out if we're right for each other, because Mm -hmm. I I believe that you need to have more than just one property in America to, I mean, you have to be committed to growing and and understand that this is a business, whether you you own one property or you own a hundred properties. Right. It's, it's, it's still a business. They're just different scale. And if you're thinking about buying your first investment property anywhere in the world, you are in a startup mode, really. Right. And, and you have to adopt that commercial mindset. So we talk about that on like an introductory call mm-hmm. and clients that really say, yeah, we want to be investors who want to build, you know, a three, five, 10 property portfolio in America. 
uh, you know, then we start seriously talking about what they're going to have to commit to and, and how we run them through our system. Right. So it's, that's step one in the five-step method read discovery. Mm -hmm. You know, we're discovering, we're providing an education and then we get into structure, the limited liability structure in America, but our Australian clients have to figure out what the best structure is for them in Australia. And we don't advise on that. Is it a, is it a unit trust that's going to be a member of the LLC? Is it, is it two or three people partnerships, you know, in their, in their own name? Is it going to be um, a self-managed super fund? Mm -hmm. our, our, our clients are charged with, with coming to us with that information. And, and once we have the structure right, you know, we can go out and source property number one or property number 10 based on a budget and experience. Mm -hmm. and, and the market's different now. So to, to hit the client's brief, it could take us, you know, 90 to 120 days. Um, mm -hmm. the, the groups I work with don't own, you know, they, they aren't bulk buyers. They go out to their networks and, and find off-market deals. And that's been working for us. That I encourage people. So what we really then become to this point is we're then we're a transaction management company. Mm -hmm. If you were to say, hey, John, I'm, I'm ready to buy property right now in Phoenix, 180 emails later, you'll have a rent check coming into your bank account, <laughs> right? Those emails come from me. Hopefully you only have to see 20 or 30. But, uh, you know, that that is where on the back end we want it to be seamless because I know that you're a busy professional and, and you've paid us a service fee to, to deliver this to you. So we do. After that, I'm going to encourage you to uh, run this property for, for a little bit and make sure that you're building relationships with your managers and the rent's coming in and you start putting together a spreadsheet and, and tracking your expenses so that at the end of year one, you can measure, right? That's step four, measure. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to measure your assets, whether it's, you know, one house or, or 100 and you have to see what worked at the end of year one. And if something didn't work, how do you adjust so that it works better in, in year two so that you start getting an idea of what the operation costs. When you get started, you might do this with one, two, three houses, but every 90 days of doing something consistently you form a habit. So it's about knowing that you're in a business and you've got to start applying basic business skills to your real estate. And then obviously the fifth step Businesses really only exist for one reason, in my opinion, and that is to profit and to grow. Just like any business, that's that's the aim here. You've got to be in a position to scale up because most people, from my experience, aren't doing this just because. Right. They're doing this because they have a, a compelling reason or a, or a strong why, whether it's retirement or whether it's sending their children to school uh, later down the track or whether it's buying, you know, saving money to upgrade their family home because they're growing a family. Mm -hmm. There's a number of reasons why people invest in property, but those are the top three that we see a lot. And, and so you, you do, you have to grow, start with number one yep. and then grow. Fantastic. And John, it sounds like American property source actually is it one of the team members. You should chuck that into your group of team members, particularly if you're an international investor wanting to break into the US. You, you provide that bridge between Aussie investors or, or international investors to break into the US market. I think that's really important for the listeners to understand that your business or one of your businesses is helping those guys establish that team and give them sort of like a leg up, if so to speak, rather than trying to go out and develop relationships with property managers or brokers or agents or lawyers, you can come to you and say, hey, John, uh, you know, this is what this is my criteria. Can you introduce me to a team that's going to help me achieve this criteria? 
Is that not correct? It is. And that, in essence, when I, I wrote the book, Reed, because I was sort of pigeonholed into the USA property expert, and I was started doing some other investment, you know, development work here in Australia. So I followed my own method and then ended up writing the book based on that experience. But I wanted, I was having some investors, some first time investors who didn't fit our criteria for, for the U S mm -hmm. I felt that I felt that they were young and should get some experience in Australia first. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have something to give them to help them along the way. Then I got into this book concept and, you know, I outlined it and wrote that and, and but it really is a guidebook, an easy step-by-step -step guidebook that, that investors can follow, you know, whether you're a novice, a rookie, you know, aspiring that that's who it's written for just to keep on hand as a reference to get started playing the game. And, and I talk about taking action because that that's the key at the end of this. You have to be comfortable, get yourself comfortable being uncomfortable and taking action. Fantastic. And John, what, with that being said, what's been your biggest learning experience to date that has shaped your success in the U.S. market? Unfortunately, failures provide the best learning experience. <laughs> uh, it's unfortunate, but it's true. And, you know, back to the theme of, of this show, Reed, it, you can mitigate that by surrounding yourself with a team. Right. And I'm always looking to include someone who has done what I'm attempting to do successfully with a track record before I get involved. You know, it, it does. It takes a team of people. When you start getting into development work anywhere in the world, it's costly and, and it's a whole nother animal. But even when you start looking at bigger multifamily projects or wanting to build um, larger single family home and unit mm -hmm. portfolios, you're just going to, you're going to get tapped out at some point. And by then, hopefully you've got this experience and knowledge and you know what you're doing, but you're out of money. <laughs> so that's going to happen. Exactly. We talk a lot about on this show about syndication and how to grow your business and use syndication to scale your real estate business, but that's for another episode. So John, looking forward, what are you doing to build on your business and grow as a real estate entrepreneur here in the US? Aside from America Property Source, I'm using the book as, as an author. I'm, I'm doing public speaking and I've mm -hmm. put together a uh, an e-learning course, like it's um, you know a training camp that really is a layer beyond the book. And I was aiming for Christmas this year, but I'm really going to launch it officially in Australia at the end of January after Australia Day, and then in the probably the end of March, early April in the United States. Probably going to take someone five to seven hours to go through this. And, and it's just another way for me to be able to, I suppose, help people. So the goal is to make this available and sell 10,000 units. So that's my, uh, I, I want to spread the message of, of the teamwork and help people avoid all the costly mistakes that I've made. Fantastic, mate. I love it. Looking forward to seeing some of that stuff hit the market in the new year. So, John, with all your experience investing both here in the U.S. and in Australia, I know you're primed to give us your top five investing tips. You ready to get into it? Absolutely. All right, mate. What's the most successful habit you practice to keep on track towards your goals? I think that writing your goals down, there are people that will tell you to do it every day. Mm -hmm. just, just write some goals down and know where you put them. And aside from that, telling people close to you what you're going to do is very powerful and letting you know, whether it's a spouse or a parent or a colleague or an investing partner, you know, when you verbalize what you're going to do, 
that just for some reason for me uh, motivates me to work a little bit harder towards that goal. Fantastic. So I, I would say, look at your goals, write them down, look at them often and tell other people what you're setting out to do. What most influential tool you use in your real estate business and why? Observation followed by smart questions. <laughs> if that makes sense to you. Uh, if you're about to spend money and, and in real estate, small money might be a refrigerator, right? But that doesn't happen as often as the big money. You've got to be crystal clear about anything that you don't understand in a transaction. And that comes from looking around or listening to what, what's being told you and, and really trying to digest that and coming up with, you know, asking good questions. When I say smart questions, you know, asking smart questions, not asking questions for the sake of asking questions. But if you're really uncertain about something, it's going to be beneficial to you in the long run to understand what, what that, what that is. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, get your answer and make your decision. Fantastic. And John, what's the most exciting project you're working on right now? Right now it's the e-learning course. It's, it's about a year in the process right now and getting that launched alongside promoting the book in, in public speaking and, and putting together, putting together one-on-one consulting packages and some workshops to go along with that. So I feel that at this stage of the game, I have the experience to help people, you know, get into the game and, and, and start chalking up some victories. I'm still investing and I'm still working on development projects, but that is going to always be consistent with me, but that's what's exciting me right now. John, finally, what's the best U.S. deal you've completed to date? The best deal to date is going to be uh, my first multifamily acquisition and flip. So back in 2011, there was a deal that came through America Property Source. Mm -hmm. And uh, I looked at this and said, I want it. I cherry picked it. And one of my business partners wanted wanted to sell it. But a couple of the other business partners at the time, said, if you think this is good, we'll invest with you. And so I put together the partners, right, to get right. to get enough capital to take this down. I wanted to test hard money to see how that worked. I didn't want to be able to promote it to investors unless I tested it myself. So we used hard money, and then we used sort of conventional private money. It'll still a high interest rate, but not as high as a hard money rate. And right. we bought... For 217 grand, about 13.6 a door, we bought 16 units in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, D-plus property in a C area, right. totally stripped of copper. We, um, <laughs> we, we used our team, John Williams and Joe Orlandini at J&J Real Estate are, are you know, part of our team in Arizona. Right. And they used their knowledge and experience to, to turn it for us. And I, I manage this whole thing from South Melbourne. We brought one building of four units on at a time. Once they turned the air conditioners on, those $5,000 units started exploding. <laughs> so you just do the math. We were in for way more on the turn than, than we initially budgeted for. But right. um, the cash flow is during the lease up really took care of that. And at no time were we ever putting in more money than our initial you know, equity. We held it for 23 months. That takes us to April 2013, and we exited at 540, right. which is about 33, uh, 750 a door. And with we were generally the partnership made about 120k, which wow. is a which is a 40 percent 
capital gain in 23 months. So. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's you good. know, that's it, good. It, that's good numbers. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie to your listeners and say there wasn't some stress and there wasn't, there, there was, everything went silky smooth, but I, that was my indoctrination. And, right. you know, if, if you're out there with the podcast to educate, you know, Australians and foreign investors about investing in the U S it can be done, but I couldn't have done that buying it from, you know, ABC real estate agency and then trying to call people, you know, that I Googled to, to say, oh, you're, you're an electrician, you're, you're a plumber. That wouldn't work. You need to have a team first. Fantastic. Well, John, I know that on this show, I'm a huge proponent of you make money when you buy, not when you sell. So it sounds like you had bought a cracking deal and regardless of what happened, exploding air condition, air conditioners and all, that you made some fantastic returns on that deal. So, John, finally, I ask all my non-Australian guests to give me their best crack at an Aussie accent. And as you've lived in Australia for many years now, I bet you have a pretty good accent. Do you want to give it a crack? I don't sound Australian enough right now. Still, <laughs> still got a little American twang there. <laughs> Look, I like to say, g'day, mate. I'm, uh, I'm heading up to Melbourne. Good, good, mate. That's incredible. That's good. Better than what I've had on before. <laughs> and, John, where can people reach you to continue the conversation? I have a, a couple of websites. So there's americapropertysource.com.au and there's also johncarneyonline.com. The John Carney Online is more of my author, speaker, coaching platform, America Property Source. I mean, the name tells you what, what we do. Both websites, you can click on the social media icon. So if anyone out there wants to hook up on Facebook, I believe it's John Carney online is my author Facebook. And then, you know, I'm on Twitter at John underscore M underscore Carney. And I'm active um, on both of those social media platforms. While you're on either website, drop your name and email into our, our uh, mailing list. And, you know, we can keep you updated with blogs and uh, newsletters and the occasional deal that's really exclusive to my network. <laughs> Fantastic, John. Well, mate, you're an absolute wealth of knowledge when it comes to building a successful team. You've given the listeners some extremely valuable takeaway action steps that will definitely help them successfully break into the US market. Thanks again for dropping by and chatting with us and we'll catch up soon. Thank you, Reid. Well, there you have it, a great insider look at setting up the right team around you to help you achieve success. Regardless if you're a real estate investor or even a startup business looking to launch, it is so important to your success and the success of the business that your team contains not only the right members, but members that have your interest at heart. You need the best team members around you and you have to ask the question, one, do I have a team? And if the answer is yes, then two, are they the best team members to help me achieve success? I definitely recommend getting your hands on a copy of John's book, Real estate is a team sport, the nine players you need to profit. And I'm sure if you go to AmericanPropertySource.com.au and follow the links, you'll be able to find an online retailer there. And make sure you check out all the show notes and links that we mentioned on today's show. And a summary of our conversation with John will go up on my website at rsmpropertygroup.com. Click on the podcast tab. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to tune in and continue to grow your real estate investing knowledge. I hope you got a lot out of today's show. To continue the conversation with us, follow us on Facebook and Twitter by searching RSM Property Group and remember to leave an iTunes review below. So until next week, take care, be safe, and remember, happy investing.